ladies, you are listening to Women Emerging Fearlessly. Did you know that four out of five women struggle with confidence and knowing who they are? This show is dedicated to helping women lead their lives with fearless confidence and to know how amazing they truly are. In the show, you will hear from women who are emerging fearlessly, who have overcome many obstacles to pursue their dreams and passions, and they will inspire you and encourage you to stand up, step out, and speak up. Be your authentic self and bring your true gifts to the world. My name is Janelle Anderson, and I am your host. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a great review and subscribe and share it with your friends. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everyone, to this episode of Women Emerging Fearlessly. This is Janelle Anderson, your host. And today I've got with me a, a wonderful guest. Her name is Sarah O'Hannison. And she is coming to us from Philadelphia. And she is going to share with us some secrets to staying productive and sane during a pandemic, which we all need that right now. I mean, this thing's been going on long enough. So, just let me introduce you to Sarah. She's a CMO turned productivity coach and speaker. And she knows what it's like to feel overwhelmed and what it's like to feel accomplished, fulfilled, and joyful every day. She built the system, the tools, and templates she needed to manage life as a busy CMO. And now she shares everything she's learned and created. And she coaches and trains busy professionals on how to be more productive, have more confidence, my favorite topic, have less guilt, and ultimately get back control of their time. We all want that. Um, and so she's on a mission to help busy professionals fight burnout by helping them get more done so they can love the work they do and still have time for the people they love. And she's the founder of SO Productive. Um, I love that, you know, getting more done. I even have a uh, workshop I did called Get Stuff Done. And that's what it's all about is the productivity uh, and learning that those systems and those habits and structures that you can put in place to help you. So welcome to the show, Sarah. It's a delight to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. So I always like to share a story with my audience. Uh, because, you know, this topic, I mean, this podcast is called Women Emerging Fearlessly. So tell us a little bit about how you have emerged fearlessly to pursue your dream and uh, do what you're doing today. Yeah, thanks for that. And thanks for the opportunity. I, I love hearing these stories about other women. And I have to say that hearing these stories of other women actually gave me the confidence to say, if they could do it, I think I could do it. I was listening to podcasts. So if you're driving right now going, I wonder if I can do it. I'm here to say, this is your, this is it. This is the call you need. This is the permission uh, to take, to go forward. And I know that's scary and risky and all those things, but I, you know, I just, over time, I started gaining confidence and believing in myself and I, I was a busy CMO. So I had a wonderful career. I was, you know, helping to run a, a multi-million dollar business. I was traveling the world. And the story that I share is that one day I was sitting at the airport waiting for my flight and the woman next to me, uh, we're just grabbing a bite to eat. She said, you know, casually making conversation, where are you going? And I look at her and I said, I have no idea. <laughs> she, 
lady she's puzzled she's like lady i'm just trying to make conversation you know there's 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 a lot behind this and truthfully i didn't know where where i was going right i didn't know if i was on a business trip or a work trip because truthfully they were all the same anymore right everything was running together every day was the same i was just living by the calendar waiting for the next like meeting or flight or, or wherever i needed to be so i started to really take control of my time and my priorities And I created systems and processes to get back control of my day and it worked. And I started, you know, leaving the office during daylight and really running a sustainable race towards success. Not this like, what am I supposed to be doing next? Okay, let me just get that done. But I really took control. And so that's really my story. And that's when I said, I can help other women and other people do the same because if, if I can do it, you can do it too. Right. And so that was, that's really how everything got started. Perfect. And that's exactly why I started this podcast because I too was inspired by what other women were doing. And I started my business at the age of 61 after a long career of teaching. And then my husband and I ran a couple of businesses and then I was an office manager and just kind of working a job, you know, in my late fifties, early sixties, looking at retirement coming. And I thought, I, there's gotta be more. I can't just do this for another five years. I'm bored. I'm restless, but you know, am I too old and all of that? So I looked at women who had started businesses in their older years and got so inspired women, even in their seventies and eighties, like grandma Moses, I think was seventies or eighties when she started her artwork and, and Mary Kay Ash started her company when she was, I think in her seventies. So that really inspired me. And so that's why I bring this podcast to women chiefly, mostly to just inspire you all that we've done it. You can do it too. There's no other life that you're going to live on earth where you can pursue your dream. Do it now because when else will you, you know, or at least make a start. Yeah. And one thing, if I may add, I think what's really important is that if there's something kind of gnawing at you or something that keeps surfacing, and that's what it was for me, productivity was something that kept, I was so inspired. I listened to everything about it. I read every book. I just loved it. And that's really what made me feel like this isn't just something I'm casually interested in. This is something that is really almost like a calling. This is something that's just happening every day. And I can't ignore this force of energy that's driving me to do this. And so here we are. But I think if there's something like that for you, don't, you know, don't ignore it. Pay attention to that. It might be a sign from the universe or or whatever you believe. That is such a great point to make. I call that spirit nudges because they don't leave you alone. But they're usually kind of, they can be persistent, but subtle, not driving or forceful, but just kind of like, hey, 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 <laughs> here's this thing. And there's there's usually a fiery passion, like, oh, I would love to do that. Oh, but can I is what usually follows right on the heels of that. And that's why I like to talk about confidence, you know, because there's usually things that zap that that confidence and we we need to bring them up to the surface and get rid of them so that we can move forward. And one of those is this whole thing about being productive and getting stuff done. And often you get to the end of the day, women tell me this all the time and they feel like, oh my gosh, I've been busy all day. I didn't get anything done. What did I get done? What happened? (laughs) What happened? Yeah. You're not alone. The, the New York Times had an article that just came out about this exact thing. I just put it on my LinkedIn yesterday. 
Yeah, exactly. Like, and, this, and it's even gotten crazier with the pandemic with people being home and you can get distracted by all the stuff around you. I know I've been working from home actually for five years now. And it was such a struggle when I worked a job, I was a lot more productive because I went to the office and I had a schedule and I had things I knew I had to get done. I had deadlines. I had a boss or a supervisor or, you know, these things, you know, tasks, projects or whatever. And my desk was so organized and I had my, my calendar, my to-do list and knocked stuff out. But at home, being a, an entrepreneur from home, I just would get lost just lost. So tell us a little bit about how we can stay sane, as you say, and, and productive during this crazy time. Yeah. Well, well, one thing that I think is important to start with is to really shift to see the opportunities, right? This is a really strange time. Most of us have not been through something quite like this as a community. We, we definitely haven't. And, you know, people have suffered so much loss. And, and I think it's appropriate to take the time to, to grieve and, and, and process that. But it's also a time to find energy and use it as an opportunity to move forward, right? Because we really, really need that. And I don't mean, you know, find opportunities that are stressful, like, you know, getting six pack abs or cooking healthy gourmet meals. I know somebody who's learning Chinese during this time. I'm not saying we have to get really, you know, wild with what we're trying to accomplish, but those small shifts every day that can really lead to big impact are so important right now. So if you are home a little bit more than normal or some of your normal events, you know, were, were canceled and they're not coming back until the fall, this is a really good opportunity. Like life is disruptive and you can really do three things with that, right? You can grieve what your life looked like before and just live in this like, oh, you know, woe is me. Things used to be better. You can be a victim and feel like this is chaos and I'm shutting down and I'm just going to watch Netflix for, you know, the next <laughs> few weeks. Or you can really embrace the season we're in and figure out what new opportunities exist because of the time we're in, not, you know, and, and, and really move forward despite of it. So I think that's, that's kind of the first big secret is just see what you can do in this time that lights you up. This is a time to really pay attention to that. Yeah, I think that's so important to see the opportunity instead of looking at the problem, you know, and we, we all know that when we look at the problem, we bring more of that whatever we focus on, we bring more of into our lives. What you resist persists. Yeah. Right. So if you're resisting this time and it has been going on, you know, at the record, the time of our recording, this, it is April of 2021. So we've been in this over a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you can get so caught up, like you said, in this resisting what's happening and, you know, the woe is me and getting stuck in, in just kind of waiting for it to be over. Mm -hmm. or you can choose to embrace it as it is. This is what's happening. This is our experience right now. Where's the good? Where's the gold? You know, what can I do with this time that will help me grow and help me learn and help me step into something new? And I, that's a much more higher energetic place to be. And when you look for that, you'll see it. You'll see those opportunities, won't you? You'll see those ideas will come to you and you'll get excited and more motivated and uh, step into it. So I love that. It's a great perspective shift to have. Um, 
So tell us a little bit about what you help people to do with being more productive. You know, what are some of the systems or habits they can start working on? Yeah, well, and this really kind of leads to the next big, big part of what we can do during this time that we're in, and that's about having boundaries. And I mean, you said it before, when you're working from home, the boundaries are different. This this home life, work life, family life is this, this jumbled mess. It's all happening at the same time and, and really in one place right now. So I really work with people to, to help them to set boundaries. What's important to you right now? What do you want to do most right now? What are only the things that you can do right now? And I like to think of boundaries as putting rocks in a, in a jar. So if you can put your boundaries and your priorities in the jar and really say, this is taking up space in my day, then when you go to fill the rest of the jar with water, it's just filling in the crevices of your day. And that really puts people like in control and in charge. And I think that that's so critical right now. You know, you have to say, when I shut the door or when I have my headphones on, I'm setting boundaries. I'm saying, this is my work time. This is my podcast recording time. And it signals to other people in my household that this is my time. And so, so one of the biggest things of boundaries I'm seeing right now that's lacking is the physical boundaries of a workspace and then also the boundary of time. So those are two really big things that I uh, tend to slip over time. Like you said, we've been at this for over a year. So it's really time to reset those boundaries right now as we go into spring. <laughs> yes, yes. And so think about what boundaries would help you be in control. And then work with the people in your household. And, you know, for women, sometimes that is so hard because we have been conditioned that we are the nurturers. We are the ones that care for everyone else. We, you know, basically run the household usually. And a lot of things get put back on us that other people are assuming, you know, will do. And we have this idea that, oh, we, we've got to take it on and we've got to go ahead and do that because, if we don't do it, it won't get done or whatever. And so we sort of blur the lines because we are either afraid or uncomfortable with standing up for ourselves and saying, no, no, this is my time now to do this. This is just as important as what you have going on, you know, and just to be able to speak up and ask for what we need and, and draw that line and, and know that it, it's okay to do that. In fact, it's important that you do do that and not feel guilty. Well, that's just what I was going to say. Guilt. That is the number one thing I hear. I can't do that. I feel so guilty or yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a mean person. I couldn't say no because I'm not, I'm a nice person. Well, the most successful people in the world are great at saying no. And you can say no in a wonderful, compassionate way. You know, no doesn't have to be mean. And so I think, you know, when you're setting your boundaries, that's one of the hardest things to do. But if you've got goals, if you've got something you want to achieve, setting the boundaries is really the only way you're going to get there. Yes, it is. And it is actually, you're doing a good thing for your family. You, this guilt that women take on is rooted, I think in this mindset or perspective or value or whatever it might be that has been kind of absorbed through our culture and our growing up that you, like you said, saying no means that we're being mean and we are taking away from our family when in reality, we aren't showing up in our fullest selves 
be, if we're not drawing those boundary lines and doing what is important for us to do and what we've been, what we feel called and passionate to do. And so we're not really showing up fully. We're, we're building up resentment or we're just feeling kind of uh, on the shelf, you know, our things are pushed aside and that doesn't feel good. And you end up kind of settling and tolerating, but when you show up fully for yourself and stand up for yourself and, and say, Hey, this is just as important. And this is my boundary line. Then you feel energized and you feel great because you were able to accomplish something. And then you're going to show up better for your family and feel more satisfied. And then your family benefits. And exactly. that I think is a huge turnaround to see for women that take yeah. care is okay. It's actually good for you. It's really good. I, I, I joke that like putting your mask on now has a different meaning than it used to. But yes. if you think about putting your mask on first, instead of helping others on an airplane, right. it's same thing, you know, put your mask on first so that you can help those around you more. And it, this is true now more than ever. Yeah. What are some like examples you can give women of boundaries that they can set like practical you know, you talked about, Hey, when I have my headphones on or when the door is closed, what are some other things? Yeah. Well, another big one I, that comes up a lot is email. So, uh -huh. you know, my boss emailed me at 10 o'clock at night. So I have to respond to them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's a boundary that's crossed all the time. Yes. And so what I've seen people do very successfully, and again, this doesn't have to be me. You're not going to write your boss back and say, no, stop emailing me at 10 PM. <laughs> but you can say, you know, I've had a long day. My brain is really tired. Do you mind if I get back to you tomorrow morning when I've had a good night's rest and I can really tackle this with a fresh mind in the morning or, you know, don't respond at all at that time and say, oh, I, I saw your email last night. You know, here's my full response with my with my head on freshly this morning. And so I think this is really about managing expectations. So you don't have to say no. You can say, you know, let me let me do this when my mind is the best. And letting people know when you're going to get back to them is a really, you know, easy solution for that. Um, so the communication around email is a big one. And then otherwise, just communication in general. When are you going to be working? When are you going to be responding to Slack and text and phone calls? Um, you know, if you lead a team, I think it's appropriate to make sure your team knows that texting is for emergencies only. Slack is for general, you know, communication and catch up and email is where we put things with details. So it's just about creating a culture with your team and your family around those expectations for how and when we're going to communicate. So communication and email is a big area of boundaries that get um, often overlooked. That is, that's huge. <laughs> Very huge. And I love how you put it. And it's really a, a an, um, it really comes down to that we train other people how to treat us by, by communicating clearly and setting those expectations. And if you value your time and yourself, then other people will. But if you let, if you don't, and you just let all the boundaries go and you just do whatever, you know, and you answer those emails in the middle of the night, then they're going to keep continue to treat you that way because you've trained them, you know, so. Exactly. Like, 
Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, systems and things like that and habits that can help. Yeah. So another thing I, I think is really important is, is to develop these systems and habits. And I think about this in controlling what you can control yes. because we can't control everything. And there are these, I call them fires, you know, fires come up throughout the day that have to be dealt with. But for 90% of our work, it can be systematized. It can even be automated in some ways. So if you're going to do something, thing and you think you might do it again, just jot down how you did it. And then the next time you can go back and revisit that process, it's either going to save you time or you're going to say, oh, you know, step four didn't work that well. I'm going to make an adjustment to it and just continue to improve it over time. And that really puts you in the driver's seat. It really is saying, you know, here's, here's my process for this and I've got it. And it's such a mentally giving you that control is huge. And physically it saves you a ton of time, makes you more efficient and honestly helps you to produce better work for your, for your clients or for your customers. True. When I was running, we used to run a family fun center, was roller skating, laser tag, and it was a, a lot to that business, but <laughs> I, and we started it and I had never run a business before. I had been a teacher and so I quickly learned, like I had to come up with the standard operating procedures. And I did exactly that, like write down everything, you know, you're doing step by step by step and does it work? Does it need to be changed? And then eventually it becomes your, your procedure, your SOP. And so you can train other people to operate that way. And, uh, I did that with my podcast procedure, you know, um, and now it's a step-by-step -step thing and my daughter helps with it and she can follow that too. So it's runs so much more smoothly. This is the procedure we go through and somebody wants to be on the podcast. These are all the steps, all the things I need from them and all of that, you know, so it's so, it just makes it easier instead of like reinventing the wheel every time you do something. <laughs> yeah. It also frees up your mental space. Yeah. So this is a whole different conversation, but I, I, I call it a hangover <laughs> when you have things in your head that you're just kind of constantly trying to remember. And the podcast is, is a great example of that way. What was the thing I needed to ask that podcast guest? How do I upload the podcast to iTunes, uh, the Apple podcast? You know, what are all those things? What's the login for this? You know, when you have it, out of your head and on paper as a procedure, you don't have that hangover anymore. Your brain is just free to be more creative and, and do the work again that, that your brain really needs to do, not trying to remember the, the password to your, uh, I, you know, your podcasting software. So exactly, exactly. It, it makes it a lot, a lot easier and really frees your brain up. Yeah. And it helps you also when you do take on a team or, you know, somebody's coming alongside to help you, you can say, Hey, would you do this? This is how I want it done and they can just, mm -hmm. call it. yeah. Yeah, definitely. So cool. Um, so I know you told your story a little bit, but you said in here that your journey with burnout and insomnia, was that from when you were working as a CMO? It was. Yeah. Yeah. And it really happened around the same time as the airport story, but I, I was, I got diagnosed with chronic insomnia. I just wasn't sleeping. I mean, I would go four nights in a row without really sleeping at oh all. And it just got to a point where I thought, oh, I can't, live this way. And, and truthfully, I loved my job. I loved what I did. I was helping people. I had a great team. I love the people I work with. So for me, it was really about just creating processes and systems to make it easier. Mm -hmm. So it, um, but yeah, that all kind of culminated right at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know that's something that a lot of us deal with and I've struggled with that some too, the insomnia, you know, you have so much on your mind and 
you go to bed at night and you've got all this stuff rolling around in your brain and, and you're stressed and worried. And, uh, and if you don't sleep well, then you're not going to be able to be your full self, be energetic and be um, free to, you know, show up fully in your life and run your business or do your job. So um, really important to, you know, what would be like a good, we're talking about boundaries and we're talking about systems for for your going to bed, you know, like, like there's morning routines and there's evening routines. Yeah. So I actually love an evening routine um, because as a busy profession, I know everybody talks about morning routines and I've, I've, you know, I I get up, I work out, I have a cup of coffee. I, I do have a routine, but as far as setting up my day and my schedule, the morning routine was honestly shot before I got, you know, through the parking lot, right? Because somebody had called already or met me in the parking lot with a, with an issue. And so it really was challenging to kind of wait until the morning to set my routine. So I really recommend people do this actually the night, the, the afternoon before. So when you're wrapping up for the day, I recommend people do a 15 minute cool down brain dump, get all that stuff that's swirling around in your head out and onto paper, and then pick three priorities to work on tomorrow and physically block them out on your calendar. So whatever those three things are, make sure you've got time in your day tomorrow to get those things done. Now, overnight, a bunch of stuff's going to happen. You're going to get emails, but then in the morning you can say, this is my schedule for the day. These are my priorities. I'm sticking to it. (laughs) If there's something crazy that comes up, that should be an exception, not a rule. And if you need to do it, that's okay. You can you can make adjustments, but I really think going into that evening time, having this schedule set for tomorrow, you're less stressed, you sleep better. And for some of us, like we know what we have to wear tomorrow, right? I know yeah. I have to walk far. I can't wear really high heels or I wanna be comfortable or I need to look professional. I'm meeting with a client. So knowing what your tomorrow looks like when you really wrap up work for the afternoon is just a wonderful ritual to set you up for success the next day. I agree. And I used to do that when I worked a job always and learn to apply that as an entrepreneur and especially having the three targets every day. I always have at least three and schedule them into my calendar. And I love checking things off. Yes. And having that plan is, is great because if you don't, if I don't, I find myself just like doing a little of this and a little of that. And I'm kind of just like all over the place. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, Oh, I should have done that. <laughs> and exactly. I make sure that those three daily <clears throat> targets are working towards my weekly targets and my monthly mm-hmm. goals and things like that. And that way I stay on, on the path. And I mean, things do come in outside of that, but, but if you have that, planned and scheduled it's a lot easier to stick to it yep i always say you could live in your email all day every day but i doubt you were hired to just check your email yeah or be on facebook right (laughs) yeah i bet you're getting paid for something more than that that only you can do and so that's where you know blocking out that time to do that is is critical and then it's like the water in the glass that email can fill in those empty slots of the day you've got 10 minutes here go check your email for a little bit. But if you've got, you know, a meeting or an important thing, a priority for you, it's on your calendar, you're going to get it done. And if you're like me and you find yourself staring at Facebook and, you know, just kind of like in that zone and you come to yourself and you're like, wait, 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 why am I here? Then go back and look at your priorities and your list and get right back on it. You know, exactly. That happens to me a lot. And I just have, I have my, I live by my planner. I have a paper planner and I also have a Google calendar, but 
I always go back to that. Like, what am I doing? What was my target today? Exactly. <laughs> get right back on it. Yep. And it helps even in those moments where you're a little tired, you know, an afternoon slump after lunch or it's a rainy day and you don't really feel like it. When you know those three priorities, you're like, okay, I can at least get those three things done. That's good. And that momentum, like you said, when you check that off your list, you are feeling the momentum and then it, it's a snowball effect. Then you might get 10 things done. Exactly. But start with those three and it's really amazing how, how you'll feel. Um, the other thing I hear a lot is I, I have this whole long to-do list. Well, you're never, you're not going to get that done tomorrow. There's no. 150 things on it. Right. <laughs> but when you've got three and you say, you know what? it's, it's three o'clock and I finished my three priorities for the day. You can really go off into the evening in peace and be restful because you got your three priorities done for the day. And that's huge for people, you know? So instead of that huge list, that's not done, you've got your three things that are done and you can feel great about that. Yeah. And it does boost your confidence because you got, you got, you got stuff done that was important that you wanted to get done and you feel accomplished and it does create this sense of like, well, maybe I'll do a little bit more. You know, I got that done and I have time left. Let me just keep going. You know, I've got that momentum and, and it does it. I'm notorious for having the long to-do list. And I learned like, I can't do that. I have to look at my to-do list and look at my day and say, can I actually realistically get this stuff done given my schedule today? No. So, right. Don't even try because yeah. then you're setting yourself up for failure. Right. And then, you know, six o'clock rolls around and you go, oh, I didn't get all that stuff done. I feel bad about myself. Yeah. My confidence is low. But yep. if, you, if you've done it, you know, it totally, again, that shifts that perspective and it feels really different. It feels wonderful. So you have a free uh, offer, free guide for my audience, which I love the title, my guilt-free guide to saying no. I mean, yes. we have to say no. <laughs> yeah. About. So again, this came about from working with clients and feeling like I can't say no. I don't know how to say no. These are these are actual scripts for things Good. you can say. <laughs> we need that. <laughs> yep. Yep. So if you want to get that, you can go over to my website, which is so-productive.com. And there's a tab there called uh, tools and freebies, and you can get that there. So it's so-productive.com slash resources. Okay. And uh, that's a great, great place for you uh, to get that info. And there's some other things there too you might enjoy as well. Yeah, amazing. That link will be in the show notes for everyone to grab. And I really appreciate you coming today, Sarah. This has been a great discussion and hopefully very helpful and practical. I love all of the very practical tips and helpful um, tidbits that can help really anybody to get more done and get stuff done with less time and less stress. So exactly. thanks for coming and sharing that and sharing your story. Thanks for having me. Yeah. If you had to leave everybody with one little tidbit, what would that be? Well, I think we're talking about priorities so much. Um, I actually have another great resource for people that I was thinking about. So if you're having trouble setting your priorities, um, another guide I have is 10 questions to ask when setting priorities. So my tip is to set those priorities, do that well. Uh, and that's at so-productive.com slash priorities. Nice. Those are both great resources. So all right, ladies. Well, I hope you enjoyed this. Go grab those resources. And as usual, be confident, be real and be you. We'll talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed that episode and got a lot out of it that will help you 
on your journey to becoming fearlessly confident. If you would like to know how to work with me to help you to become fearlessly confident, just email me, Janelle at EmergingLifeCoaching.com. You can also go to my website. There's lots of great resources on there, including a free mini course called Be Confident, Be Real, Be You. It's a three video course with downloadable action guides that will definitely help you to get on this journey to becoming fearlessly confident. My website is EmergingLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for listening. And until next time, be fearless, be confident, and be you.